Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Schaffer, along with Artemis Bravo. We're coming to you after ECU drops uh, uh, another game against Tulane this year. Um, they lose 38-21. to um, they, they started to come back in the fourth quarter, but it was far too little, far too late. Um, Artie, um, ECU's now 1-5. What, what, what are you thinking now? Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to take away from this game. Um, obviously, the number one thing is that disappointment. Um, we had a great opportunity to come out and to try and flex our muscles against a team that we could have beat. I understand that Tulane is not a bad football program. They're, they're, they're a pretty good team. They're sitting at 4-4 four and four right now after this victory. Um, but this is not a game that we couldn't have won. It's absolutely a game we could have won. We came flat. We looked flat through three quarters, like you said. Uh, we picked it up in the fourth quarter, but it's too little too late. You know, you can't start to play good offense and good defense in the fourth quarter and expect to win a ball game, especially when you're down by, you know, damn near 20 points. So we looked flat. We played uninspired, and we got the outcome we got. We're sitting at one and five, and it's disappointing. It, there's just no there's no sugarcoating it. There's no way around it. It's, it's a disappointing loss. It's a disappointing record. Uh, but we have to try and salvage the season that we have right now. Yeah, I mean, it is a it's a disappointing loss. It's a disappointing record. Um, to me, though, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the positives. Try try to find the positives in this game. There weren't many, but looking at it, I mean, ECU finally was able to start passing the ball around today. Something they haven't been doing. Uh, I mean, they they were able to pass the ball, but I mean, there were several drives where they just couldn't get anything going. Um, Coach Houston. And uh, and Holden Aylers both talked about it in their in their post game press conferences about how they had to get the the um, ru- the rush going to open up the pass and then the pass has to open up the rush. Um, Tulane Tulane I mean they have two defensive ends that I mean they'll probably be playing on Sunday in the next couple of years and and they they really just stopped Rajay Harris and Keaton Mitchell and I, I don't even I don't think Darius Penix got into the game today. But um, they they stopped the they stopped our run their rush. Um, I I remember uh, I heard something like that was the fewest rush yards that ECU has had since uh, or in the Mike Houston era. The the last time that they were held below 50 yards or so or, or 30 yards or something like that was uh, actually the last game uh, of the season um, right after Scotty Montgomery had been let go. Um, so that that's something that just shows you like this, this is something that is is kind of unprecedented. We we weren't expecting to see that. We were expecting to at least see 75 to 100 yards on the ground, and we didn't have that, especially in some of those big down situations, third and short, fourth and short. And Coach Houston talked about that in his press conference. I think that's where the game really turned today. You couldn't win in the trenches. You had they, they had to get plays. They weren't winning on second and third downs. And they when they went for it on fourth down, they made one, but they couldn't get the others. Um, they couldn't get they couldn't get it down or couldn't get it the um, first down on, on third down and short. And I think that was really the thing that that hurt ECU. I mean, yeah, Tulane um, Tulane was more physical. 
Uh, they were just absolutely more physical in this ball game. That's one of the better defensive lines that we're going to see all season. Um, but if, if you're going to highlight one positional group that really dropped the ball and they dropped the ball all season, that's the O line. I mean, the O line is just hasn't they just it, it just hasn't been their year. Um, if, if we're being honest, it just hasn't been the O line's year. Um, they weren't able to get a solid. I mean, there was at least ten plays that I saw where it was under two seconds and Holton Aylers was almost getting sacked. And you, you count one Mississippi, you can't even get to two Mississippi, and Holton Aylers is almost going to be on the ground. You can't sustain offense with that happening. You can't have a solid rushing game with that happening. You can't be able to get it out to your skill players with that happening. The O-line has to be the number one point of emphasis for me. What, no matter what happens with the remaining you know, games of this season, whether we win four straight or whether we lose four straight, that has nothing to do with we have to go out and be able to solidify our offensive line. That's the number one goal for me um, for ECU going forward. I thought the defense played well at times, um, but they kind of regressed a little bit this week, in my opinion. They, 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 they gave up big gash plays. Tulane did exactly what they wanted to do. They gave up 280 rushing yards. You can't win a Which, football game. Tulane has the best rushing in the, in the league. And, and I get that, but – you cannot win a football game if you're giving up 280 rushing yards. It's not going to happen. And so I understand that our defense is continually getting better. I love Blake Harrell. I think he's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. I think he's going to continue to lead this defense in the right direction. Um, but that's just not going to get the job done. We kind of regressed a little bit. Now, in the fourth quarter, we picked it up. Uh, I know Jaquan McMillan, um, he had an interception to kind of turn the tides a little bit. There was a little bit of hope at the beginning of that fourth quarter. Um, and it kind of quickly faded. But um, if, if you're really going to point out one positional group that kind of really let us down today, it would be the O-line. We could not establish a run game, and it was very clear. I thought that C.J. Johnson had a few good plays. I thought Tyler Sneed had a career day. He played phenomenal. Uh, Blake Pro also played very well. And, and, and Holt Naylor didn't have a bad day, um, but it was just too little too late. And, and that was the story of the game for me. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Sneed, he had that one touchdown. He, he didn't really do much after that, but um, – I thought he had two touchdowns. Oh, uh, no, the, the two touchdowns – Blake Pro had two touchdowns. Was it Blake Pro? Blake uh, Pro I thought it was Tyler Sneed that had two touchdowns. No, Blake Pro had two touchdowns. I just saw um, – I, I think Sneed had five catches, maybe 60 yards. So not a bad day, but Pro definitely had the breakout day. Um, today. Okay, now, it was pro. My, my, my bad. I thought it was Steve that had to break out day. It was pro. That's that's my mistake. And then, I mean, C.J. Johnson, he looked like it in the first half, the first quarter that he I was going to have. I mean, he looked, like, he looked like a superstar, man. And then it kind yeah. of regressed. Yeah. The one good thing that I – the thing that I took away from this game was ECU, yeah, there, there was that one fumble on um, – that one fumble late in the game after after recovering the onside kick. That was one, that was just one of those things that, that was created by the offensive line. That that was once, like you said, it was created by the offensive line. It's a thing we've been saying, but I also want to go back to saying that ECU is without their two starting tackles, and they've been without them all year. Um, this, this is something that I saw Steve and I go tweet about, and it it really brought that back. They, ECU has been without two starting tackles, Deontay Smith and Noah Henderson, all year long. They haven't played a single snap all year. These are two guys that played last year and started, I believe Deontay Smith started every single game last year. So I think that that's one thing that, I mean, could 
maybe be looked at, not as an excuse, but you got Bailey Malovic, who is 257 pounds playing defense or playing offensive tackle, and he, he can't he can't block an NFL prospect all day. And Hone Naylor said those are probably the two best defensive ends in our league. And so you're asking a lot from that offensive line right now. Um, to me, you you've got to have you've got to be able to get some run game going. I wish they would have probably tried to. I wish they would have tried to open it up with um, some different play calling. I, I think that there's some questionable play calling in, in the first half, um, going forward on fourth down at the 50, um, especially when you couldn't get anything going on the run, um, except for maybe a couple plays on the first drive. I, I think that I think that's what. Like I said earlier, I think that's what really just kind of put a hurting on, on ECU and, and kind of stopped everything, stopped them in their tracks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. To to look so good against Tulsa last week, a team in which can, can compete for a conference championship and then kind of come out and have the play calling that we did. I mean, the play calling wasn't terrible, but like you said, it could have been a little bit better, especially on offense. I feel like we could have been a little bit more aggressive um, there was a there was a, a fourth down that I thought in the third quarter we should have gone for in plus territory that we didn't go for. Um, I just I, I felt it was uh, it was too little too late to be that aggressive. We should have been more aggressive to begin with. Um, but I mean this is kind of serious. we have injuries. Um, yeah, we're not fully healthy, but you know, is 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 the outcome really going to be that much different? Um, even I mean, with if you have two starting, starting tackles, have, I don't I don't know. If you have two starting tackles that are both over 350 pounds and big guys, you're going to probably have a different scene from the offensive line. Also, I mean, this is another thing. When you have when you have a day like today, and like you, you mentioned defense, I counted I don't know how many, and it, it was happening on both sides. There was only one hold call called all game. And there, there was on both sides. There were so many blown calls on holding that could have gone either way. And I was like, that is so surprising to me. That's one usually one of the only calls you hear all day, and you you didn't hear any, but you could see them being being held. And I know on that one play for 26 yards, I believe it was, or 46 yards in, in the fourth quarter, that one play touchdown for Tulane. There was two holds on the play that I saw. And I, I can't put that on the defense. Yeah, there were some blown coverages, but that was because Blake Harrell and, and company had to had to bling a full-on blitz. And when there was blown coverages, it's because they brought everybody except for except for the two DBs, and and they got they just got beat. Um, that's that's just part of it. Um, ECU yeah. ECU lost. I, I think that. The, the scoreboard, um, it, it doesn't really tell the whole story. I, I think that ECU in the first quarter played a good game. Second and third quarter, they didn't. Um, fourth quarter, they also played a, played a good game. And those weren't garbage time points. That was, that was a – they had all their starters in during the fourth quarter. It was just they couldn't, they couldn't do it in time. They didn't have, um, they didn't have the time to, to make something happen. And and look, I don't I don't want to harp too much on on missed calls, miss this, miss that. I I, I want to give credit to Tulane. Tulane outplayed us today. We can't sit here and say that Tulane didn't outplay us. They outplayed I, us. And I'm not saying um, that. I'm not I'm not saying that. 
And 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 I understand there was there was whole calls that should have been called, but even with those calls, they they would have rushed for almost 200 yards anyway. Um, and they and they ended up getting going for like 285. So, you know, I I I get that we have some things not go our way, but we got to focus on us. We can't focus on things that weren't called. We can't focus on this, that, and the other. We got to focus on why we were outplayed and why why these things happened the way they did, and why we were only able to be aggressive in the fourth quarter and not aggressive throughout all four phases of the game. That's that's just my opinion. I look, I, th- there were some positives to take away from this game, absolutely. Um, but at the end of the day, we're one and five, and we lost. And so there's not really too many positives to take away. We got to go back to the drawing board, and we got to get better. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot that needs to be done, um, especially when you've got uh, a top when you when you got to play a, what will probably right. be and, at the end of the week a top four team in the country. And, and that's and that's and that's the big thing. I mean, th- this was a game we needed for confidence because we have Cincinnati on Friday night. I mean, we have Cincinnati. We have a legit, maybe top five team in the country. We're no, they're a legit six. top four team in the country. I mean, we're, we're, we are we are legit looking at one and six. If we're being real with ourselves, that's not a game we're going to win. Well, if we're being all the way honest. Yeah, we're we're looking at one and six, but because of our shitty conference that we're in, we're we're looking at one and right. six. We should be three right, and three right, right now. Right. Yeah, and and I and I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. But I'm just saying. I don't want to. I don't want to forget that. Is, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna say for for what it is for face value. Um, we're, we're heading into this matchup with the best team in our conference and one of the best teams in college football, and and we don't have that confidence boost. Like it, to, to me, I I know the players are gonna be ready. I know they're gonna play hard. I know the coaches are gonna coach their ass off. But it's it's just we we kind of needed this win to be able to have a little bit more added boost to say, okay, we can actually go into Cincinnati and win this football game. We, I don't know if we're going to have that kind of mentality. We're, we're going to play, we're going to play hard, but I don't know if the mentality is going to be, we can actually win this football game, which it should be. Every, every, every team doesn't go into a game saying we're going to lose. But if we're being honest with ourselves, Cincinnati's a juggernaut right now. And, and we needed this win to be able to, to, to boost off of that going forward. That's all I'm saying. All I'm going to say is, I think that our team still has that mentality. Um, I, I believe it was Warren Saba who said in the post game that they, they think that they can beat anybody still. Um, they, they didn't have a good week this week. They had a first couple good days of practice. But, uh, but Coach Houston said on, on Wednesday and Thursday they, they weren't their best days of practice. Now, they had a good walkthrough yesterday and a good walkthrough this morning, um, but they didn't have the best days of practice, and, and they were worried about that. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and send it over to the press game pre- uh, post game press conference uh, with, with Coach Houston, Warren Saba, and, and Holden Aylers. Well, you know, I was disappointed not to get the win today. Uh, you know, I thought Tulane played really really well. But uh, you know, very good football team. Uh, exactly the kind of team I expected from Coach Fritz, and just told him. He's done a great job, especially with those fronts. Uh, I thought they did a really good job up front, both sides of the football. Um, and just, you know, it was, it was one of those games where it's just, it's it's going to be so tight and it's going to be so competitive. And, you know, I thought, you know, not getting the fourth down there when I went forward at midfield in the first half, you know, obviously gave them good field position. They capitalized on that. And I thought the, you know, the missed field goal there uh, that gave them really good field position in the second quarter you know, able to capitalize on that. I really just thought they got the momentum there going into the half. Um, 
you know, struggled coming out of the locker room in the third quarter to get the momentum back. Uh, did thought did think that our kids really, you know, started fighting there into the third, beginning of the fourth, got us back into the ball game. You know, got it got it there to where it's two score game and just, you know, we had, we had there were plays there, we had our chances, we just, you know, we had a, a turnover, didn't get it on fourth down, you know, get the onside kick, get get stripped. I mean, it's just. You can't. You got to take advantage of those opportunities because you're not going to get many against a solid ball team like that. So, um, you know, hats off to them. I thought they played very, very well. Uh, you know, it's it's a, another growing experience for our, for our guys. Uh, I thought that we did really battle, uh, and just uh, you know, just didn't work out for us today. Mikey, score with ten minutes left to go in the ball game. You set up for what looked like it was going to be an onside kick, and then you guys decided not to do that talk right. about the thought process on that and, and kind of what happened what you saw that kind of uh got you out of that well we were just trying to get them to burn a timeout for late game situation right there so um we you know i thought you know 10 plus minutes left down two scores you know the thought right there is to kick away and uh and, and try to play play defense get the ball back and uh so it's just that's that's all it was the, the offense and defensive lines for y'all had been obviously making some progress. Now it's kind of a, a positive sign. Today was that frustrating for Tulane to kind of have the edge up front, as you said, and that kind of dictated a lot of the game. Well, I mean, I think that that shows you where you where you win. I feel I feel I firmly believe the same way Coach Fritz does. That's that's where you win. Uh, and you know, as an older, experienced offensive line, they had a couple of guys back in the lineup that have been out. Uh, and so, you know, 79 was back in the lineup today. 64 went back, uh, flipped to the other side. Uh, got had another older older player back in there today. So I thought they did a, a really, I thought they did a great game plan for us uh, offensively, and I thought they did a really good job there on the line of scrimmage. And you know, defensively, I thought their you know, their two five techniques really gave us some some troubles all day in pass protection. Uh, and I thought they did a really good job of taking away our run game. Coach, it seems like you're a little bit more pleased with your team's effort than the scoreboard showed after three quarters. Is that correct to assume? Well, I mean, I, I don't think our kids went out there and didn't try. You know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not pleased at all. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, it's you, you've, you've had back-to-back -back games where you've lost close games today, you know, against a, a, a really good team. We just we, – we got – we put ourselves in a situation where we got behind. Uh, I'm encouraged with the fight that we have in our team. Uh, but obviously, I'm not pleased with a, with a loss ever. And uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you look you look them in the eye down there, and you you tell them you care about them. Uh, I, I, I appreciate the way we fought there in the second half. You know, we've got to do a great job as coaches of looking at this film, and uh, and seeing where we can do things better because I think we can do some things better than what we did today from a, from a coaching staff wise. And I think that our players, you know, we've got to look at that film and. And we've got to, you know, say, hey, where can I do something better? Where can I, you know, hey, I, why didn't I get the call right here in this situation to give up a big play? You know, why did I, you know, why did I have this drop right here? You know, was, was it something where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, not doing a good job with coming back to the ball and attacking it? You know, why, why am I getting beaten this, this pass protection right here? You know, am I not taking a good first step? I mean, I think it's, this is a film where it's not lack of effort. And it's not lack of, they don't, they don't, they're not competing. It's, you know, we've made mistakes and we've got to get those corrected. You talked after the Tulsa game, obviously, about that not becoming a second loss, uh, you know, mentally. Do you think that yeah. happened at all or, or no? 
I don't know. You know, I told the players, I thought we had a really, really good uh, Monday. Uh, I thought we had, a, we were fine Sunday, had a great Monday. Uh, I did not think we were as sharp on Wednesday and Thursday as we have been the past several weeks. And uh, I can't tell you a reason for that. And I, I, the coaches, we talked about it at the time, you know, tried to push the kids through it. Thought we were great yesterday and walked through. We were really sharp this morning and walked through. It felt like we were going to play well today. Um, but it's, it, you know, and that's, that's, that may be me overthinking things as to why, you know, why we had some mistakes today. But, you know, this is, in this league, you know, you're going to see a quality opponent every single time out. You know, I don't know what's happening across the league today, but I bet you there's somebody saying, you know, crap, how's that team playing with that team? Or how did this bunch beat that bunch? I mean, it happens every single week in this league because there are no weak teams. And so you got to bring your A game each week. Coach, the run game was not productive today. It had been moving forward pretty right. good. Was that credit to Tulane, do you think? Or Well, I think we've got to look at the film. Uh, obviously, they did a great job and had a solid plan to take it away from us. we got to see why that happened. I know that, uh, you know, several times today we'd have one guy getting beat, you know, for one reason or another. So we've got to look at why that happened. You know, did that happened because of technique. Did that happen because we're tipping something formationally? Or alignment-wise, you know, we got we got to figure out just why that happened. You know, that we were able to nullify us to the extent that they did today. Coach, going off that, uh, the in the first half there were two, you know, drives in a row where you guys had third and short. I think second and short, third and short, and then third and short, fourth and short. How how frustrating was that sequence not picking up that one yard? Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, you know, especially the one where we have third and short, fourth and short, and I go for it on fourth down. We don't get either one of them, and I think that's we. You know, you look in the games that we've played really well. You know, we've gotten those, and certainly, you know, we went forward on fourth one time on the first drive, and we got it. So, but you know, you've got to be able to convert those short yardage deals. We've been doing that really well uh, the past several weeks. We did not do that well today. Uh, we've got to really take a hard look at why we did. You get behind the sticks a little bit from time to time, three for 15 on third down, only 35 yards rushing from a team that's been rather effective running the football of late. Um, what was the issue? What were you kind of seeing on the sidelines there that was making things difficult to, to be more than one-dimensional? Well, that's what I was just talking about when I a answered, uh, you know, Al's, Al's question. You know, we got, we got to take a look at the, at the film and just see what it is. You know, it's – uh, you know, you, you kind of see things on the field right there. And like I said, you know, we, we had several instances where we have, you know, one guy getting beat on several plays. We got to see why that was happening. Uh, so this film's going to be very important tomorrow. Coach, on a positive note, um, it seems like every week there's another receiver that steps up. This week it was Blake Prohl, huge game today, two big touchdowns, a 75-yard touchdown. Was there anything this week that led you to believe that this was going to be the case for him, or is he always just a hard worker? No, I mean, I think that it's, you know, it's a case where, you know, the thing that the thing you want is you want all of them stepping up each week. You know, I thought that, uh, you know, they made a concerted effort to try to take Snot, Tyler Snead away today. Uh, and, you know, he did not have a great day. Uh, and sometimes when you, you take one thing away, you're giving them something else. And so obviously Blake stepped up and had a great day. You know, I, I would like to see for, you know, all of our guys to be hitting on all cylinders each week. You know, that would be ideal. You know, that way, you know, you, you can really get rolling. But, uh, you know, obviously happy for Blake and the kind of day he had today. But, you know, he's probably not feeling real good right now because that's he certainly is as much of a team guy as any kid we have. 
Rajay Harris is a streak he's had recently. Has featured some big games, some long runs. Um, for whatever reason, that not happening today. How much did that maybe not loosen things up? You know, not hitting those big plays to some extent. Oh, I think it's critical. You know, it's if you come into that game and in the first half, if you're able to run the football effectively, the the score is not 21-7 at the half, and that's you know we had to be able to run the ball in order to uh, in order to win this football game, and and we weren't able to, and, uh, and so it's it's one of those things we don't want to be one dimensional either way. We want to be able to throw it effectively and run it effectively, and you know we did some good things in the passing game. We put up some big numbers, but you're, you're just not going to win consistently. Uh, if you can't run the football, and we've been very good at it, you know, all throughout the year, but obviously it's still something that we've got to continue to develop. We got time for one more question for Coach. Coach, even dating back to last year, it seems like when y'all kind of put a a, get, a string of two or three games together, then maybe a game gets away from from you guys. Can you just talk about that process and maybe what it'll take to to get over that hump? Well, I think part of it's learning learning how to. I want to make sure I say this correctly. Learning how to play with praise is very important. And you, I, people say it all these different ways. But the, the really good teams I've had, you know, they could, they could drown out all the noise around them so very well. And when I say the noise, the noise, the noise is you guys. The noise is their parents, their girlfriends, their, all the, the other students, their buddies. You know, everybody telling them, you know, how, you know, it, 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 all of us are like that. You know, my wife thinks I'm the best football coach that there is. And she tells me, I can't listen to her when it comes to that stuff. And you, you, you get told all week how you got robbed last week of a ball game, how you're playing so good. And you guys are really, you're getting ready to turn the corner and it's, and you don't, you don't prepare the way maybe you should and don't quite have that edge against a really good football team. It's a lesson we've got to continue to learn. And I've preached it since I got here. And we saw it so many times last year. You know, we didn't see it last week after a great performance against Navy. But you saw a little bit of it today. And it's just it's learning how to play with praise. It's learning how to be a winner. Uh, because the, the, the championship teams I've had that have strung together, you know, these enormously long winning streaks you know they were so able to compartmentalize things week to week of you know this game this week is the biggest game of the year because it's the next one and you have to respect your opponent you know the 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 one time you don't respect the the group line up on the other side of the field from you you get your tail beat and certainly I think our kids respected our opponent today but I think you know maybe just we didn't quite have that same edge that we've had the last couple of weeks today I don't know. That's just the best way I can characterize it. Lauren, they seem to spread you guys out pretty well today in the secondary and uh, attempt to try to get you in a bit of a track meet early on. Um, talk about what you were seeing out there in the, in the secondary. Um, really wasn't seeing anything that we haven't seen before. You know, uh, they do that. Football, football's a game of running and hitting. So run to the ball, hit when we get to the, to the ball, and execute our job. Warren, they had a couple long runs, a couple long touchdown runs, too. That was something y'all did so well against Navy and, and last week. It, I don't know how, how deflating is that or tough is that on defense when, when you give up a big play. It kind of changes the game a little bit. I mean, uh, to me, it really don't hurt me. I mean, you know, 
the confidence is there. I mean, we just got to make plays. Uh, you know, things like that might happen, can happen. And, uh, we just got to do what we got to do to to eliminate those. Warren, what does it mean for you to get to go home and play in Ohio next week? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool. I want to win. I kind of going off of that. I know uh, Cincinnati has a defensive lineman, James Hudson, who played for Toledo Central Catholic, a good playoff rival for you. Do you have any memory, memories from that double overtime game? Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, me and my teammates still talk about that game to this day. I actually talked to James uh, last night, actually. So uh, we, we, I keep a connection with the guys from back at home. A lot of guys on the team there. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm trying to pull this out. But uh, uh, the big thing is I, I want to get the next win for ECU. Warren, you guys even dating back to last year, you, you know, it seems like you all play two or three games well in a row and then maybe it kind of comes down a little bit. What does it take to sustain that level of play? Uh, so practice, practice hard. Execute well at practice, preparation. Uh, that's what it all comes down to, honestly. Nothing, nothing more than that. Do you feel like y'all took a step back in that phase this week, or can you put your finger on it? Uh, maybe you know, losing losing key guys, um, and you know, uh, trying to scramble to, to find what to do uh, with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got to practice better. Practice better. Kind of going on that, was it um, was it tough to, to bounce back from the Tulsa game, you know, the, the way that ended? Or did y'all get over that quick, or did you think that lingered at all into this week? Um, I say, well, we played on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. I mean, Saturday, maybe Sunday, you know, it's still on our minds. You got, you know, the, the ESPN stuff coming up on Twitter. Uh, but uh, by, by Monday, it was out of people's head. We had a great practice on Monday. People really forgot about that game. You know, it might come up when somebody brings it up, but it was out of the building. Warren, uh, Tulane was trying to throw the ball around a bunch early, and, and they threw it around the whole game, it seemed like. What was the thing that gave you guys the most difficulty in trying to, you know, shut that thing down a little bit? Uh, communication, execution, big things. We have to execute. We have to communicate. We do those things, you see how well we can play on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, you just got to get back to those things. Are there any other questions for Warren this afternoon? Okay, Warren, thank you for your time, buddy. All right, y'all have a good Saturday. Okay, you too, buddy. Holding it, Coach Houston talked about, obviously, the, the signs of progress the last few weeks and the Tulsa game specifically. And, um, do you think some of that lingered into this week at all, just maybe not handling that well, or especially that the Tulsa ending, did that linger into this week with practice or anything you think at all? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it was kind of a weird week. Um, we practiced on Mondays. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, but, um, yeah, I mean, we had Tuesday off, and some people said, you know, that was that was kind of weird. But, I mean, when you're building a program, you're going to have you're gonna have good days, you're going to have bad days, you're going to have signs of progress and all that. But, I mean, I think we all – you know, want to be at the point where, you know, the, the bad days are done with. Um, you just got to keep working, um, and, and that's what we're going to do. This day seemed to set up to be a good day for you guys, and all the indications were mm -hmm. uh, you were going get it, to get it rolling pretty good. All, all of a sudden, it was tough to score points. What were they showing you defensively that made things difficult, if anything? 
Yeah, I mean, they came up in exactly what um, we thought. They even didn't show some of the blitzes that, you know, were, were pretty complex that we worked on during the week. But, I mean, they got some dudes up front. Those two ends are as good as anyone in the league. And we, and we knew that going in. Um, we knew that we'd have to get, get the ball out quick or get some help there. But, I mean, I thought, you know, overall, I mean, we just got to move the ball better in the first half. We had a good, we had a good fourth quarter, and we just got to build with that. But, I mean, we, we got to have a better first half. I mean, we, we had, I think at halftime, we were one for six on third downs, and, and we preached third downs. I mean, we, we practiced third downs probably more than anyone in the country. Um, and, and, and then we missed a fourth down, too. So, I mean, just third and fourth down, you got to win there. I mean, they were winning theirs, and we weren't winning ours, and that's kind of what it came down to. Holding the run game, struggle today, and then you were in a situation late in the game where it was more or less you had to pass, and they were able to bring pretty good pressure. Just talk about that, if you would. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, you know, they got some dudes up front that – um, we'll be playing on Sundays. Those two ends are as good as anyone, like I said. And, uh, you know, they did, good, did a good job. Uh, they had a good scheme. And, um, you know, they crashed the ends and scraped the backer so I couldn't pull it because the pull read was there. But then the backer would, would come around so technically it wouldn't be there and I'd get the ball. And, I mean, they, they did a good job of skiing us. They mixed it up a, a good good enough a bit, um, you know, that first half to, to get us off our game. Were they doing anything special as far as uh, containing Raji today, do you think? No, I mean, I think that they did exactly what we saw on film. I um, mean, that's exactly what we practiced all week. Like I said, you know, some of those third downs, they had some pretty complex blitzes coming into it, and, and they really didn't show um, those that much. I think they showed it one time, and they ended up dropping them instead of blitzing. So, um, I mean, I, I, they, they schemed good. I mean, I mean, they came prepared. They're veteran defense, and they had eight returners from last year, last two years. So, um, I mean, hats off to them, but at the end, we, I mean, we just got to be better. Raji had hit some some big plays, some big runs the last few weeks, obviously. It seemed like that tied to, to your maybe comfort level and success as well. They stuffed him today pretty good. How much does that maybe tighten things up for you and not, you know, loosen the defense as well? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you're balanced, it helps out. Um, you know, our offense is, is based off of balance. And, you know, we got a lot of RPOs that are based off of the run, and we got a lot of play action that is that is kind of based off the run. But, I mean, just like the other way around, too. I mean, we didn't throw the ball as good as we could have today. I mean, we didn't complete some balls that we should have completed. I made some bad throws, some bad reads, and we just got to connect on those. I mean, anytime, I mean, even if we didn't pass the ball good, then the run game's not going to be as good. That's just football, but uh, we just got to continue to get better. Um, I mean, we're better than what we showed today, and I think everyone knows that. So, well, now, what was the talk like at in the locker room after the game was over? I know you guys probably took a bit of an analytical point of view on this thing a little bit because – you scored your share of points, had a chance to score a heck of a lot more. Um, where does this team stand right now? We're good. Um, I mean, we know that we're, you know, we're so close. I mean, we're as close as we've been since any of us have been here. Um, we had a good game last year versus Cincinnati, and we, we're going to go up there and, and try to pull off the upset against a great team there. But, I mean, we know we're as close as we've been since we've been here. We all came here to change this program, and we know we're, you know, we're a game away. We're a, a play away. Um, you say, and I mean, just we're as close as we've ever been since we've been here. Um, and I think that's what motivates us every single day is we feel it changing, we see it changing, and we just got to keep pressing. Coach Ayler's uh, 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 Holton, you had a short week going to Tulsa, maybe putting you a little ahead in your career there, but um, this was an adjusted week with Tuesday off, and then you have a short week this week, and you guys should be. Uh, kind of used to being prepared in these situations, maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, I you can't sit here and, you know, say, oh, the, the week change and all that. I mean, college football is all about adapting and, and overcoming that. Um, and that's just something that we're going to have to do. I mean, a Friday, Friday game this week, we had a Friday game last week. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're, we should be used to it. Um, college football and even life in general, you just got to be able to react and overcome whatever, whatever comes your way. Well, and how tough is it? I mean, you kind of mentioned earlier the up and down uh, nature of things thus far this season, but you mentioned kind of the progress you guys have made, but maybe the wins aren't there. Does that kind of mount week after week when you, when you don't get those wins or you just kind of put it behind them? Yeah. I mean, losing sucks. Um, you know, none of us came here to lose, but we came here to change the program. Um, you know, we're, we, we knew coming in that there's going to be some tough days, but I mean, the brighter days are ahead and, and we truly believe that and that's what we're going to continue to fight for is those days. And uh, I mean, our first chance, you know, after this game is Cincinnati and that's what we got to, you know, kind of once we get through this film, that's what we got to push to. Um, you know, we believe in this, we believe in this town, we believe in this program and these coaches and these players. I mean, we believe in each other and we believe that the program's changing. So we've got to keep pushing. Holden, can you talk a little bit about your connection with Blake Prohl? In, in this game, um, he had a big day today. Yeah, um, you know, Blake's as good as a receiver as anyone in this conference. I mean, I think we honestly have the best receivers in this conference. I say that. I'll say that in front of anyone. You know, I truly believe that. I've seen the way that they work every single day. And, I mean, me and Blake have thrown countless balls over the off season. The after practice, we throw every single day. I mean, he's just a worker. Um, you know, I mean, it's going to keep coming to him. I mean, he's – He's the type of kid that, that won't be told no. I mean, he's just going to keep working, and that showed today. I mean, he's as talented as anyone, and I trust him more than anyone. Okay, one final question for Holton. Okay, Holton, thank you for your time. Yep, see y'all. Okay, take, take care, buddy. That was the post-game press conference with Coach Houston and then defensive back safety Warren Saba and starting quarterback Holden Aylers. Uh, Artie, once again, ECU drops to one in five. It, they lose this game. It honestly should have been closer, should have been a tighter game. Um, ECU, ECU looked like they might be able to try to get something going in the fourth quarter. Tulane shut them down. Um, Willie Fritz is a good coach at Tulane and um, ECU, ECU was expecting a fight and uh, they, they got it. They, they didn't, they didn't let, uh, or they, I think they let Tulsa, the game against Tulsa, um, knocked them down just a little too much. But uh, that's, I mean, that, that's just part of, of, of football. Um, that's how the cookie crumbles as, as some might say, but ECU is one in five going into uh, Cincinnati this week on Friday night in Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, a top four team in the country because either Clemson or Notre Dame is going to lose, and they're, one of them is going to have to drop. I don't think both of them stay in, in the top four. The only, the only way I could see it is if, is if Notre Dame wins and Cincinnati drops three and Notre Dame drops or comes up to – stays at four or comes up to two. Um, that, that's the only way I see it. Um, so – Hopefully ECU will uh, be able to put together a good week of practice this week and and get their minds right for uh, for Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, and and the number one thing that I can say for us going forward right now is just finish. 
can we can we finish the season strong? I mean, nobody in in Greenville and nobody around Pirate Nation is expecting us to go into Cincinnati and win that game. I know the players should feel that way and the coaches should feel that way. They should absolutely feel that they're going to go into that game and win. Um, but nobody should be expecting them to go in there and dominate or, or win that football game, but compete and play hard and play well and finish. Can we finish with two to three wins to end the season? Can we get to four wins? I, you know, can we, can we finish the season strong, in my opinion? That's the biggest thing going forward into next season. Because now we got to start thinking about, okay, how's the momentum going to shift into next season? Are we going to continue to fight? Are we going to continue to play hard? Are we going to continue to try to go out here and win games every single week? and continue to build on this program and build on some of the momentum that we built this year, or are we going to fold? Those, those are the two options. You, you continue to fight and you continue to try to build or you fold. There's no in-between. And so I think it's very important for us to be able to go out, have an excellent week of practice. I know these guys are tired of losing. I, I know they are. We're tired of seeing it. I know they're, they're just as tired of losing more than anybody. They want to win and they want to show the entire nation that they are worth what, you know, they're worth the scholarships that they were given coming to ECU. And so I think it's very important to have an excellent week of practice. I think they will be game ready for Cincinnati. We just have to see. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put it past ECU to um, really take this game and, and compartmentalize it and go out there and show out against Cincinnati. They did it last year here in Greenville against Cincinnati. And then they went on the road at SMU and, almost knocked off SMU, um, but they if they can have the same kind of game that they had last year against Cincinnati on Friday night, I, I think they have a pretty good shot at uh, at making some noise and, and making that game interesting. Um, I, I would say that the line's probably going to start out at at least three touchdowns, maybe four, but uh, but that's when ECU thrives is when they're, when they're really th- looked at as the underdog. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully ECU coach Houston can use that to, to his advantage to fire this team up. I don't think they looked uninspired today. Um, that, yeah. that that's probably the best way to put it. They didn't. Yeah. They looked dead on the sidelines. Um, I don't know why, but they they just did. Um, they looked defeated um, from pretty much the get go, and uh, you can't you can't have that. So, yeah, I, I think. We've said enough already. I think it's time we should just wrap it up. Um, ECU is now one and five. Really, in my book, they're three and three, but that my book doesn't count, um, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing. We'll be coming to you with a a pregame show on uh, on Thursday morning. You'll yep. be look out, be on the lookout for that. We'll we'll uh, publish another podcast on Thursday morning. Um, and it, since ECU plays Cincinnati on Friday night. Are you, do you have any final words or final thoughts? It can only get better from here, Jared. It, it, it can't get any worse. It can only get better. It, it's, that's, that's, that's the most positive thing I can say. It, it can only get better from here. And we've got the coaching staff and we've got the players to do it. It can only get better. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next challenge that we have. So go Pirates. Uh, tough loss that we took today. But, um, you know, so much work to be done. So. Let's 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 keep up the let's let's keep up the hard work. Yep. Uh, well, that's it. So I'll uh, I'll say goodbye for for Artie and me. We're, we'll peace out and we'll talk to you later on this week. All right, peace out, Fire Nation.